This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out this week. We heard he was pumping concrete, and I swear, Pam, the first thing in my head I could see was Jeff sitting there with a bucket. You know, <laughs> or a rake, right? In right, there, yeah, moving that wheelbarrow. concrete. <laughs> I, I would like the reason why I say that, folks, is because we, we like to make fun. If you've never heard the show before, let me explain this to you a little bit. Okay, here's here's the show. We we have we have uh, three people here. We have a host. That's me. We have Pam and Jeff. Now, Jeff uh, is is kind of our big picture contractor guy. You know, he 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 actually Jeff carrying a bucket is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. He, he he's going to pay somebody to carry that bucket. Yes, yes, that's Jeff. He's our, <laughs> nah. he's, our, he's definitely our umbrella guy. Jason well, and I, we're going to carry the bucket. Well, Pam, Pam <laughs> is is a home inspector. Uh, she's also a contractor, but also a hobbyist, and that's that's just as much fun um, because it makes her a DIYer along with. A, a, uh, a contractor. Well, and what drives uh, Jeff crazy is whenever I use the wrong tool for a job. Yes, <laughs> it yes. drives him nuts. And I'm like, well, you got to improvise. Right. I mean, there's, there's and my more role than one thing you can do. Is the is the DIY crash test dummy mm-hmm. for the show. <laughs> So I try stuff and then let you guys know about it. Well, we're quite the trio. Right. So there you go. Uh, Jeff is out this week literally pumping concrete. He, he sent a, a text this morning and said, hey, guys, I can't make it. And then uh, sent us a uh, a picture Some of photographs. giant equipment pushing concrete. Mm, her, her, her. Right. Yeah, that's so, something out there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what did you get into this week, Pam? Well, I wanted to talk about something that I saw when I was in Kentucky this past weekend. Okay. Went up to surprise my cousin for her birthday. She mm-hmm. was very surprised. All right. And uh, which was awesome. Right. And then she was. We were talking. We were sitting and visiting, and she started telling me about how uncomfortable she was in the winter time. Mm-hmm. Now this was a pretty. Pretty new system and a very high-end system, air conditioning, heating furnace. Right. So I started doing a little bit of investigating. You can't not work, can you? I know. It's just in my genes. Right. So, And if I can help somebody, I love doing right. that. So I started investigating, and um, come to find out, her unit was installed in her cellar. Now, no, nobody here knows what huh. that is, but it's kind of like a basement. Right. <laughs> but it's anyway, it's under the house. Uh-huh. So I go down there and I'm looking at it and it's a very nice system. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could tell folks anything this morning is that you can pay a lot of money for a great system. Uh-huh. And if it's not installed right, uh-huh. it ain't going to work right. So what was going on with this one? Well, they had put the filter at the. Um, at the unit, which is not uh-huh. unusual, but the filter chamber wasn't sealed. <laughs> so, so tell folks what that means. How's that? Why does that make a difference? Well, what air conditioning does is it conditions the air from inside the house, mm-hmm. and if it starts pulling air from somewhere else besides in the house, you're asking that system oh. to condition air. That didn't come from inside the house. And right. so in a cellar in Louisville, Kentucky, in the wintertime, it's really cold. 
Right. And really, really cold. So we were asking that poor little heating system to, to heat, heat up the, heat freezing the air, air from the cellar. Right. I was like, no wonder you're cold. Okay. So then yesterday I get we get a phone call, and I do these. Uh, a client or somebody wanted, mm-hmm. they thought they had a mold issue. Mm-hmm. So what we do is not only do we do the testing, but we want to figure out what the problem is. Right. So I go to this house, and sure enough, I opened up the closet, and there's microbial growth. And I'm like, why is that there? Uh-huh. What is the issue here? So I pulled out my thermal camera, and I started doing some thermals. And I found on the opposite end of the house uh-huh. a register, which is where the air blows out. Right. It was hot. And that's, huh. that's not good on a, on a summer day. It was, right. Yeah, it was in the 90s yesterday. So I get up in the attic to kind of see what's going on, and the duct was completely detached. Wow. And so they were heating and cooling their attic, which is always kind of a – anyway. But they had had a new system put in. Wow. And I went back over to where the microbial growth was, Mm -hmm. and they put in this really nice system, and the company didn't reinstall the return plenum. So when the unit came on, it was pulling air from the attic. And trying to remove the moisture and remove the heat. And it it just wasn't capable of doing that. So you're you're basically saying it was the similar problem to the other backwards. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) And so I'm like, no wonder you're having a problem. Well, I had a – oh, and by the way, if you want to get in the conversation here, it's not just Jason and Pam Day. Uh, It's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Now, get this. This weekend, I had a neat, uh, neat project that I didn't even know that I could do as easily as I could. So, so my, my beautiful child uh, is 16 and driving and doing very well. And she, changing her tires. She, yes, she's doing that. She's also <laughs> a, a defensive driver. She's very safe. She's very good. But although I spent a lot of time figuring out how to put a, a, a reverse camera with a with a with a screen in her vehicle so that when she backs up she can see what's behind her even though I do that my beautiful baby has a tendency to bounce off of stuff on occasion mm-hmm. and and that that thing might be uh, a gas pump pole or to, well the other day it was a uh, Chevy Suburban <laughs> <laughs> That she backed up to my next door neighbor's car. So, but anyway, get this. The only thing that broke, and nothing was wrong with his car, but the only thing that broke was her taillight. Just the taillight. So, I was able to go online, uh, and I ordered this taillight assembly thing. I got it in. Opened the trunk. I was able to take four screws out, and I, I pulled the entire tail light out and it just plugged into one place i unplugged it i plugged the new one back in it already had the bulbs installed and everything put the four screws in brand new tail light awesome it was 10 minutes i couldn't believe that i could fix this vehicle the tail light myself with four screws in a couple of minutes well let me tell you what what pammy would have done Take it to the dealer? Let them no. do it for $700? No, heavens no. I'm going to call Pull Apart. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. You can go to Pull Apart. I'm going to go to Pull Apart because I love the idea of going up in there and taking it apart myself. And I've done that right. on a, a, on a, on a, a taillight. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a great idea, too. I didn't even think about that. But <laughs> it's yeah, like it, a resale on, you know, consignment store for 
cars. But. Well, I just have to make sure that I have that 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 my sweet baby always has a vehicle that is uh, that is easily repaired. I, I thought about wrapping it in in like bubble wrap or something like that, but. You know what some people do, what? and and I because we have our cars wrapped, our inspected like a yeah, girl yeah, yeah. cars are wrapped. Uh-huh. Some folks go and just get a clear wrap on it, and it protects the paint. And oh, nice, yeah. But I've got to drop my truck off next week because I had a backup accident, and it's a, it entails much more than just the tail. Yeah, oh, okay. Eight seven seven MPB ring is the number to call. Eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Have oh, I've got a couple of emails here. The first one I wanted to give because it's. Just a quick question, and it's specifically for you. How much is a home inspection? A lady, a lady sent an uh, email and said, how much is a home inspection, and is it based on square footage? We, You know, inspectors price differently. Mm-hmm. Um, inspected like a girl prices it. We're pricing our time. Uh-huh. So if you've got, you know, 1,300 square feet on a slab right. that's, you know, less than 10 years old, you're looking at around $300. But if you've got 1,300 square feet that's 60 years old sitting on a conventional crawl space, uh-huh. you're looking at probably $450. Okay. Because it's going to take us longer to inspect that. So it's all about the time. That makes sense. I never thought of it that way. So yeah. it's not a it's not a necessarily a square foot issue. It's, it's what we do is we do square foot, foundation, and age. Uh-huh. And that all adds up to and you know, I just learned it through the years. I've been doing this about twenty years. What's right. gonna take me longer? You know, so an older hundred year old house is gonna take me twice as long as a ten year old house. Right. Sometimes right. three times as long because there's so much more to look at. And especially, you know, a hundred year old house, Papa's been over there changing things out. Oh yes. <laughs> so. Hi, my name's Jason. Otherwise known as Papa. Paw. Right. Pa- honey, honey, I do that. And right, they yeah, come I over and they've replaced things and done things and yeah. So, you know, it's a great question and we get that all the time. What I um what I tell people is that the most one of the most interesting things that we get when folks call us is how much is it? And I think the most important question is, how long are you going to be there? Because if you're going to be there 30 minutes, I don't want you. <laughs> right. I, I don't want 30 minutes. I need a couple of hours because you're telling me, you're giving me information about the biggest purchase of my entire life. Right. And if you're going to be there 30 minutes, let me check with somebody else. So I always ask, you know, what's the time that you're going to be there? Right. Another thing that's real important to ask your home inspector is, are you going to talk to me about what you find? So Interesting. Yeah, and we see, and I I don't know, I mean. We I had feel mine like, inspector, the guy dropped it off on the way out, and I, did, I didn't see him again. You didn't talk to him. Well, him. see, and that's what we do. That's yeah. what we take a lot of pride in doing, uh-huh. is we want to be educators. So we want to tell you everything you need to know to keep your house. Um, you want to keep that value. Right. If you don't keep your value in that, then, you know, you're losing money. Uh-huh. So one of our things that we tell folks, you know, you can get a cheap inspection that will cost you thousands of dollars. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, yeah. By the way, this is not to push a company here, and that's not something that I, I do, especially on the show or MPB at all. But uh, I've always thought slogans were fun. And my, my one of my favorite slogans of people that come here has always been uh, – Timmy with AC Remedies, because his slogan has always been for a snowball's chance in Mississippi, which I just think is the greatest, 
you know, thought. Yes. Well, First you know what our slogan City. is? It's inspected like a girl. We look better. See, that is the greatest <laughs> slogan. I was, I was, I was, we went to Pam's house to film some video for something and I saw the car and the, and I saw the slogan on the side. We look better. We look better. And I thought that is the most genius slogan I've ever heard in my life. Uh, all I have to give a shout out to Michelle who worked for me doing some marketing several years ago. She came up with that and I we laughed. We look better. And like, yeah, we look better. That's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Of course, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Time for us to take our first break of the hour. This is going to be fun. We're going to talk about some uh, neat things that you might have found in your home while doing some home improvements. Um, When we return, we'll share tips about painting this summer. And uh, there's lots of things to paint. Don't think just a wall. Think maybe a vase also. Anyway, prime to the last coat. We can help with some painting tips. It'll spruce up the inside and outside. So stay tuned. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out pumping concrete this week. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And uh, we were talking about painting uh, it, this is really funny. We had we have one of those uh, kind of iron tables on our back patio. It's an outdoor table. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? You know? Oh, yeah. They, they weigh a thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it was just terrible looking. And we went, my wife and I painted it a little while back. And it is glorious. She picked out like this ridiculous blue color. And it is the coolest thing in our backyard now. Do you brush it or spray it? Spray it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I cleaned it. I had, and now, of course, because I need to find new and fun ways to use my pressure washer. Oh, gosh, yeah. This is so a perfect what, application right, for right. that. Right, right. So I take this <laughs> big metal <laughs> thing, and, and yeah, I washed it off with the pressure washer, because there is your biggest thing, folks. If you're going to paint, whether that's with a brush or the sprayer, you must clean your surface completely, because the paint won't stick. Because the paint won't stick. Yeah, I'm in the process of doing that. We disassembled that deck down at the pond, and I'm trying to repurpose some of the wood, and we're actually going to take that wood inside inside the house. Good for you. Yeah, we're pre- we're excited about that. But in order to do that, we've got to get everything pressure, you right. know, just a light spray. We don't like into that wood. Peel the wood off yeah, of it. Yeah, peel the wood off. And, <laughs> but it's got some old um, paint on it, and uh-huh. we like the patina with its half on, half off. Yep. So I'm going to clean all that up as best I can, and then I'm going to come back and put a sealant on it Ooh. before just a clear poly something, right. something, whatever. And leave some of those chips here and yes, there. Yes, and too. leave the chips here and there, and then just put it on at a horizontal. I'm bringing you some pictures when we – I'm not going to do it to the fall. It's too hot right now to work outside. It's just too cool. It's just too yeah. All right, Brenda's on the line in Holly Springs. What's going on, Brenda? 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm just really happy to hear this program. I love things, uh, anything dealing with houses. Um, I followed, you know, this old house and anything on HGTV with remodeling because I'm just a big fan of that type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, I heard it. I think I heard at the top of the hour that you are not only an inspector but a contractor. Is that I, correct? I have my contractor's license. Yeah, I, I, and we have to have that in the state of Mississippi in order to inspect new construction. So I've had my contractor's license since 2004. Okay, so do you do build? Do you do build homes? Or oh heavens have- no! For herself? No, <laughs> uh-uh. no. And let me explain something because that's a Brenda. That's just a great question. I'm glad you brought that up. What you have to remember about contractors is that they don't build houses; they manage subs who build houses. Yeah. And so you want to look for. When you look for a contractor, I kind of like somebody who's established, who's got good relationships with their subcontractors, especially right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and we've all heard the terrible stories of subcontractors subcontractors running off before the job is done or something of that nature. So if you've got a good general who can really control that situation. Yeah, your contractor is your manager who who manages all the insanity. And (laughs) I would not... Um, to be honest, even if I was getting ready to build a house myself, I would hire a contractor to do that because I don't want the headache of, you know, having to manage all of those folks. And subcontractors also have relationships with contractors where they know they're getting the steady work. So they show right. up for the contractors who treat them well who have a lot of work for them and pay them and pay them yes Yes. (laughs) so i've not ever now my father was a contractor and i have family members who have been in the industry and i grew up watching that and i was like i don't want to do that right (laughs) that's that's too hard i don't want to i don't want to do that i'll tell you what you're doing wrong yeah. yeah well, what what I do, and I do offer a consulting service where I will come in and watch the work being done to make sure that it's done correctly, and then you know, then the contractor gets the draw. And I think everybody wins when you do. Jeff and okay. I've talked about that before. Right. So we will actually, if you have a contractor that's doing some work, then we would come in and look at everything before you give that draw. But that's and I'm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Brenda? We lost her. All right. We lost her. She's All right. Well, well, thank you, Brenda. I, I appreciate it. Glad you called. And uh, Well, just check your area. There may be other inspectors that are doing that kind of work. And then especially because it sounded like you're kind of – you're in Holly Springs, so you're rural – and so I think she wanted to offer you your job and you didn't want to take it. So yeah, she just no, left. I don't want to build, want to build a house. I really don't. I just, I don't have the disposition. I'm real impatient. <laughs> you got to have some that. patience. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just want, I'm instant gratification. That's why I love inspecting. Cause I can go in in three or four hours and give you, I'm your general practitioner. Right. I'm going to give you as much information as I can about everything. And then once you get ready to get stuff fixed, and that's the reason I started the consulting business was hey, because you, you, I saw people, they would hire somebody to get something done and it wasn't done right. 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 So well, you just mentioned that on the two air conditioner things. You just, yeah, yeah. it's just so frustrating that, and you know, well, hang on. you mentioned a jargon word a few minutes ago, draw. What was that? Well, when you're building or when you've got a reconstruction or, mm-hmm. or anything like that, what they do is they work off of a 
a percentage, and so you, they get a draw after they finish a certain project oh, or a you certain mean like area. In a, in a pay scale kind oh, of way. Yeah. Draw. So, you know, if you've got a $100,000 project that mm-hmm. you're working on, right. then you would probably give a little bit up front, and then, you know, once they finish. Twenty five percent, you give them twenty five thousand, and once they finish fifty percent, you give them twenty five more thousand until you're at the end. Because you got to remember, these contractors they got to pay for the stuff they're using, (laughs) right? And eat in between, and eat in between. They got to, you know, children they need to feed, right? Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's keep going. Sharon is on the line, and Jackson Jackson got a question about house fascia. Maybe what's up, Sharon? Um, hi, I listened to you once before, maybe a month or so ago, uh-huh. and you guys said something about um, soffit and fascia has to be replaced, like, pretty frequently on a house. Can you elaborate on that? Those things, if you're, if uh, if your water movement on your home, from your roof to your gutters to everything else, really has a lot to do with that. Uh, Pam, you're the pro. Well, first, let me let's describe what what each one is. The fascia is what faces us. Whenever you're looking at your roof line, the piece of wood that's at the vertical that you see is the fascia, and that is normally what your gutters are connected to. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then underneath the ceiling of the fascia that is beneath the fascia that you look up at, and you'll see a little vent in it uh, most of the time going into your attic. That is your soffit. Right. And depending on the type of material that was used during construction, yes, those will need to be replaced periodically. Right. Now, if you go with some of this a non-wood product, which would, they're using in new construction, it's, I mean, who knows? It's there kind of forever. Yes. <laughs> it's well, not, not going and anywhere. You, and you can buy that stuff. It's funny because, Sharon, um, the funny thing is that the fascia lives in a place that's going to see whenever there's water, the fascia is going to get it, the brunt of it. And and so if that's a wood product, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And it, it, some of that depends, too, on your roof installation. If your roof shingles are not long enough, then what happens is that the water comes off the shingle and backwashes onto the fascia. Right. And that's why I tell folks, and I did this in my own home, <clears throat> you can buy a metal T flash and it fits right underneath that shingle and keeps that shingle up so that it doesn't sag because once they start sagging that water is more likely to backdraft onto the fascia mm-hmm. but if you put that little T metal in there and you can go into any of the big yep. box stores and find it and it literally slips under the shingle and then kind of comes down onto the fascia then it helps divert that water and extend the life of the right. fascia but yeah it, it and it, some people are getting away from that Sharon by simply installing PVC fascias. Yeah, um, exactly. They'll do a PVC fascia or they'll do that furring strip. Yeah. And it's just a tiny little piece of wood. It's usually one by two mm-hmm. that, that goes along. Um, but if you're going to put up gutters, and Jeff and I disagree on this, if you're going to put a gutter up there, I recommend taking that off and installing the gutter on the fascia. Um, Jeff likes to put it on the furring strip. I've seen those sag. I've seen a lot of problems with that type of installation. But, you know. He's not here, so I can pick on him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here, so I'm right today. <laughs> so, are you thinking of replacing yours, Sharon? Well, I've noticed I don't have gutters, and I've noticed some areas where it looks like that um, the fascia is rotting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uncommon. Not uncommon. So, and, yeah. and, so I should replace that with, with um, 
what did you call it? PBC. Well, if you wanted to, if you wanted to do that quick and easy, uh, that the board that you would use to replace fascia, the wood board that you would use is is real cheap. There's nothing to it. Um, you can you can buy it. You can cut out a piece of your fascia and put another piece in its place. That's doable. I've done that on houses before and paint it the same color, you know, everything else. Now, yeah, and let's let's mention, Sharon, if that's something you want to do by yourself, which is, po- I mean, I've done it. It's it's yeah. uh, really not that hard, but you got to have the right tools to do that. So you have to have the right saws because um, right. you may need to rip that piece down with a table saw. You when may she need says to, rip, she means cut. Yeah, cut, yeah. I'm not going to rip. Not, it's not yeah. like material. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm going to put it on a table saw. And table saws are very dangerous. Right. So, you know, that's almost if you're not used to doing a DIY project, I would probably hire a handyman or somebody to do it. If you're used to handling Agreed. that type of equipment, then, Agreed. yeah, yeah, it's easy to do. But fascia is not a uh, as far as. Uh, as far as the wood goes, as far as the material for a fascia, it's not an expensive product. Um, no. Does that help? So, so if you replace the parts that have some rot, can they replace that with that new, um, what do you call with it, PVC? The, the PVC? Uh, you can do that, but, but if, you've got, if you've already got wood there, say on, on 100% of it, you may as well just put wood back uh, unless you want to redo the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. If you replace it with wood, is there not some sort of paint they can put on all the fascia? Oh, yes. Absolutely. From the water? Absolutely. And that was, you're bringing up a good point. That was the next thing I was going to say. The number one reason that wood rots is that it wasn't painted correctly in the first place. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you hear on this show, uh, Jeff knows a few things. And one of the things he says a lot uh, is paint all six sides of that board. And in fascia world, that's it's imperative. Yeah, the front, the back, both of the ends. Right. Um, and use a um, – and my mama taught me this. Uh, the, lo- the lady loved to paint. I mean, right. she'd, paint any, she'd paint me if I'd sit still. Right. <laughs> she was always into paint. Well, you want to get a paint – when you go to your paint – store, mm-hmm. ask them for a paint that has a thick viscosity, uh-huh. okay? And that just means it's it's very, very thick. Watered-down paint is not going to last very long. No. Also, Sharon, one of the things that you might ask for, and I've seen this and I've had it added to one thing, you can ask for an anti-mold agent added to the paint. If you go to a paint store... That can help with fascias and things like that. That can keep that green from growing on it. And that yeah, that's sort of a good thing. idea. And there are so, some things, too, you can add to the paint to make it go on a little bit easier, that mm-hmm. type stuff. But I, I'm just a big advocate. I do not, I do not scrimp on my paint. I right. want good. I, like, it's crazy. I'll pay $80 a gallon. Right. But then I don't have to paint it again for 10, 20 years. Right. You know, instead of painting it every five years with the... $20 a gallon, you know, right, I'd right. rather spend the money up front so that I'm not spending a lot of money, you know, because the older I get, the harder this stuff is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sharon, have we gotten even close to answering your question? You have. And I listen to your show all the time. And thank you so much. It's excellent information. I've learned a lot. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank Thanks you. for listening. All right. Oh, one, one last thing. Yeah. So where would I... 
is there a way to find a contractor that would give me a reasonable price rather than call, you know, because usually you have to get three bids if you want to find the best price. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and obviously I would use the viscous paint. And you said something about 10 to 20 years, so that that's excellent if I have, it would last 20 years. Well, we have some ideas. We've got some ideas. Let, let me tell you what I would do. I'm going to get on next door and Facebook and social media, and I'm going to ask folks who've had good experiences. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. Um, A reasonable price right now is a little difficult because the price of product is so high. And so when you start looking for prices on DIY, handyman, contractor, let me advocate for them for just a little bit. If you're looking for cheap... That's what you'll get. That's what you're going to get. Don't and and I actually tell people we're we're probably one of the highest priced home inspection companies in Central Mississippi because we're worth it. <laughs> if you no, want cheap, call somebody else because we're going to give you a product that we believe is superior. So, are you looking for something just to get by? Are you looking for something that you want? To, you're going to be there the next twenty years. Yeah, selling the home, keeping the home, you know, all that jazz. Yeah, there are a lot of questions you could ask, but I would really advocate for the contractors and the handyman folks because they're giving you a price. Most of the time, they just want to give you what's fair, and then we start telling them that they're overpriced, and they'll just go work for somebody else. Well, Sharon, I do want to give some advice here. When you're looking for your contractor, make sure this contractor absolutely has insurance. Here's the reason. If you're working oh, on... I, I've listened to your show for probably two years, so I've heard all that, and that's great advice, and I have written all those things down. Good, down. good, because yeah. if somebody's going to be on a ladder at your house, you have to, you, you know what I'm saying? If you hire someone to work on your roof in any way, they've got to be insured because if they fall off, it's on you. Yeah, and just I'm so grateful that you're listening because this is a great opportunity to tell folks you want to compare apples to apples. So you want to get in writing exactly what it is they're going to do and what they're charging for that service. Right. And then a lot of times what's happening right now is that because the cost of product is fluctuating. It's just unbelievable. I I'm a, I'm a nerd. I go in and I take pictures of wood prices and then I compare it in a week right. just to kind of see what, you know, because uh-huh. I'm, I'm a nerd because I'm in those places all the time. So you may end up with a price that says this is what my labor is going to be. And, th- and then the price on the material depends on what the price of the material is when I buy it that day. Right. Right. Okay. All right, Sharon. Could I ask one more thing? Sure, sure. Okay, so I just noticed on the north side of my house, the shingles have something that looks like mold or mildew. I guess it's mildew. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that just happens. But it's not on the other side. It's only on the north side. Is that normal? Yes, it is. I get it every year. And uh, let me tell you, the, the quickest, easiest way I've dealt with it year after year has been a house wash. Uh, now, a lot of people say you can use all kinds of stuff on this, but there is a product. It's not expensive. I, 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 you know, and you can buy lots of different brands. But anyway, it's basically stuff that you'll use a sprayer bottle to spray on your house. You give it about five minutes. You hose it down with water and gleaming, sparkling again. You know how I deal with it? How? I ignore it. 
Yes, she ignores it. <laughs> if you want your house to not be green on one side, <laughs> you'll use the house cleaner. <laughs> I just ignore it. <laughs> All right, Sharon, thanks a lot. We appreciate your call. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving. Time for us to take a next break for the hour. We want to hear from you. You can join the conversation. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Yes, Chuck, we see that you're there and we're coming to you. 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor, Contractor Jeff Simmons uh, from Houseworks is out pumping con- concrete this Concrete. Morning. That's right. If you missed any of today's program, you can also always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app, um, and you can do that right now. The number call also is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And Chuck is on the line. Been waiting for a minute. And uh, Jackson, what's going on with a cinder? You got a cinder block wall? Uh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It is a cinder block border wall. It's not a retaining wall. Uh, between my property and my neighbor's property. Mm-hmm. And some of those invasive parasol trees have gotten underneath, and the roots have caused some cracks. And masonry is beyond my expertise, and I wanted to know uh, approaching uh, calling companies that would repair that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can do um, <clears throat> foundation companies could do some, could handle that. You're, um, that would do, and I've, I've so worked it's like with, a retaining wall. Yeah, it's like a retaining wall, and you you really want to get some either a foundation company. You could talk with them, or you could talk to a landscaping company. That's what I was wondering. A, a landscaping a landscaping company does a lot of uh, uh, retaining walls and uh, and thing uh, water movement. Yeah, you have to remember yeah. if there's a wall there that is like holding dirt back. It's also holding water back, mm-hmm. and if you don't have proper okay. drainage behind it, it will it'll tear it up. I mean, proper the force of on the water walls. is mm-hmm. just it's enormous. I just finished putting a retaining wall next to my it's wood retaining wall next to my driveway, and I built it up so I could put my flowers in there. Right. Well, before I did anything, is I put in a, a French drain all the way down the inside of that retaining wall and dumped it into, you know, had it drain right. out towards the culvert at the on the side of the house. So okay. it sounds like you're getting some water, especially if those trees have gotten into it. They're loving it there. How old is this cinder block wall, Chuck? Well, I, I, let me. I may have broken up. Uh, the The wall is not not a retaining wall. It's just a wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, the the age of the wall, I would say, is early 80s, and uh, so it's an old wall, about, what, 40-something years, Mm -hmm. and it's just those parasol trees that have a lot of water in their roots have pushed up, like oak trees do, to sidewalks and so forth, and buckle, 
And, uh, you know, I, I wrote down your foundation company comment and uh, landscaping company comment. Um, I, so, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know if there was some other uh, company other than masonry and maybe larger construction companies right. that handle that. And, and I would say it's a small job. They may not want to fool with it. So Yeah, these larger companies probably not. What's the purpose of the wall? It is a border wall. Uh, the, the owner of the house that I bought this from mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago was a brick mason of all things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he created these wonderful paths uh, in my backyard neighbor wall, uh, ha- backyard. Our, our house, our property backs up to each other, and he created these wonderful garden paths oh, awesome. with bricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he created a beautiful wall. And with a beautiful gate that actually, uh, they must have been friends, but their brick path led from their wall to my back door. So huh. uh, it's a beautiful wall. And I do not want to tear it down. Right. It's got a beautiful two-column gate with bricks and so forth. And um, so I'm just trying to figure out, uh, like I said, the larger companies, I do not think, I think it's a big, too, too, too small. Too small a job, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I might try a landscaper first just to to give that a whirl. Yeah, and I'm thinking yeah. now with, with more information, um, <clears throat> you may want to just try a brick mason to see – you know, because sometimes okay. what they'll do, they're, now they're they're subbing for, for bigger jobs, but right. they'll take yeah. something on the side. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, it doesn't sound like if you're not in a huge hurry, then they could, you know. They, I was yeah. talking to a guy yesterday, same thing. He, he had a bunch of jobs, but because it was raining so much, he could get to yeah. this other job I had for this other client. So mm-hmm. you may want to do that. And, and what I would do is maybe, this sounds a little unusual, but you could actually go to some of these big box stores and go to their contractor's desk and ask mm-hmm. them, okay. do you have some reliable or folks that you work with, brick masons? Or, and mm-hmm. you could even call some contractors and say, yeah. listen, I got a small job. Um, oh, okay. You know, yeah. and they'll, they may be able to give you something. But if that, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like Papa had extra stuff on the mm-hmm. job. So he came home and said, you know, I'll put a brick. I'm going to put a mason <laughs> right. wall right there. And, and it's just because of the age right. and, and whatever. Yeah. It just needs a little TLC. Right. Plus, you yeah. know, we like to think of, of uh, cinder block as, as, as ultimate as far as strength and everything. Cinder block is actually very porous concrete. It's very brittle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so some of those things can simply be replaced if you find that situation. Yeah, and and, and you know they just need to be fixed. You know, yeah. used little cosmetic TLC. Mm-hmm. Now, if yeah. you've gotten into some movement underneath, like if the footing, if there's a problem with that, then you know you probably have a little bit bigger job. But yeah, you know, um, yeah. There you go. There's some definite, definite movement there uh, with the big roots kind of moving things around. But, <laughs> but I do take your point as far as finding uh, – I like the idea of calling a contractor and asking, you know, this may be a too small – a too big a job, too small a job for you. Right. Can you recommend a, a brick mason? Yeah, because yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> Jeff does that all the time. I mean, you just <laughs> – it, they want to. Yeah. They want to honor the people that do good jobs for them, and so the, sometimes yeah. they'll give out their name and say, "Yeah, they could probably get to it," mm-hmm. you know, between jobs or I've something. Seen, I've seen that happen here mm-hmm. uh, with okay. Jeff. Yeah, in between the big okay. jobs, he'll take a bathroom here and there. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we listen to your show and appreciate y'all being on the air. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chuck. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Chuck. Okay. Let's keep on moving. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got, a, got an email here that I thought Pam was just right right in our Uh-oh. scope here. Here we go. Okay. All right. So they said, we finally got central heating and cooling. Now we need to fix the hole in the wall. Right. My husband thinks we just leave the old AC in the wall. It's fine. I don't agree. Uh, he's he's very handy. Worked with uh, worked in maintenance, but uh, uh, now has some back issues, so he won't be picking up that AC. What is the best fix, and could you give me a guesstimate? Well, I don't know about a guesstimate, but you got to think about how you want that wall filled. And there's a couple of different ways. And what she means, if you've, you know, just a regular uh, wall unit air conditioner, a window unit air conditioner, if it was built into a wall instead of put into a window, there's a couple of options there. Of course, you can always cover it up uh, and make it look like just another piece of wall. Another idea is you already got a hole in your wall. You put a window there. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Some type of... uh, um you know, my favorite thing is to go to some of these salvage places and, and buy things. And there are some cool, cool old windows that you could... Would it be um, neat to find a stained glass piece to put right there? Something something of that nature that would be... Um, that's what I was thinking, like a stained glass or something. Now, let me tell you, mm-hmm. those old wall air conditioning systems, mm-hmm. you have to remember what they are doing is they are removing the moisture and the heat from inside the house. Correct. What I see with these things more times than not, I would say over 50% of the time, mm-hmm. is that they have been draining water into the wall. Yeah, yeah. And so you may have some issues with your framing beneath this unit. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared for whoever comes over to work on it because you don't want to be patching up something and covering a mess. <laughs> well, yeah, if there's if there's rot behind it from water leaking for years, that may be something that you want to fix before you patch the wall. Right. When and, you pull it that, out, you can tell. You can look down in the wall right. cavity and tell. Right. So so do look for that. But yeah, as far as uh covering that hole up, there's lots of different ways you can do that, but I think if you've already got a hole in the house, it might be a great place for a window. For a window. All right, let's go to Elizabeth and Jackson. What's going on, Elizabeth? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. I am in need of someone to replace a brick retaining wall that's around our front yard and driveway. And it's it's leaning bad. It's about 45 degrees off from where it should be. Ooh. And we're losing ground out of the front yard. I have to go in the driveway, dig up the, dar- the dirt, and take you back up in there. Oh, and I no. don't know where to call or who to call. Oh, that, my heart hurts for you. But you know what? There are some amazing folks out there. And I've seen, I, I know this sounds crazy, but really, when we say a landscaper, I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking the kid across the street that mows the lawn. That's not what these people are. Uh, there are some true landscape people whose jobs it is not to necessarily make your place look pretty, but also make it look or make it functional. 
And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that the really good ones learn is how to build proper retaining walls and water movement through your home. Yeah, you're describing a situation, Elizabeth, where you you do have water that's pushing that wall over. It's not the dirt that's I pushing sure it do. over. It's the water. So yeah. you could rebuild that wall and make it look beautiful. And if you don't deal with the water that's behind it, it's just going to fall over again. Yeah, yeah. you should get uh, someone who's accustomed to planning these landscapes and how to move that water so that it doesn't affect your wall at all. Um, and uh, where would you go with that, Pam? I would go to a landscape professional. Okay. Yeah, that okay. because you're going to want to that's going to be something that you want it to be aesthetically pleasing whenever yeah. you're finished as well. So a landscape professional would be able to come in and talk about this is where we're going to take the water. It's not affecting the house. It's you said it's right. more at your driveway and front yard. So right. but it, you do want to make sure that you're carrying that water off before you rebuild that structure. And you could go back. Really, you can go back with anything. You could do wood. You could do brick. You could do right. center block. You could do you know, landscaping, right. timber. And, you know, Elizabeth, a lot of people deal with things like this. Uh, you know, it, think about those that go into homes that have uh, irrigation systems. They've already uh-huh. meaning, meaning to irrigate their grass and water, things like that that are that are automatic. They've already gone through and made these made these uh, uh, changes to their home so that it can handle the irrigation system and move that water properly. So there's already people out there who know how to do this from the ground up. Um, yeah, and you may end up. I mean, I would go with if it were me, I'd go with a landscape professional that could do it all. Um, otherwise, you'd be looking at somebody who do the you know do your drainage and your water, and then yeah. somebody to build the wall. And I'm just you know because if there's a if there's a wall, there's going to be need for someone who knows how to work drainage. Well, well let's talk uh, about it's been raining here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it won't stop. It will not stop, and we're all very grateful. My flowers are amazing. Oh no, I got right twelve now. feet of cucumbers. I, right we're now. just growing stuff like crazy. Well, well it, what it's yeah. doing to retaining walls if there's no drainage <laughs> behind it is exactly what's happening at your house. <laughs> yes, it's it's continuing to lean, and like I said, I am going out in the driveway and digging up the dirt. That's just flushed down there with the rainwater yeah. and putting it back up in the yard. So I'm basically carrying coal to Newcastle all yes. the time. Yeah, no. yeah, but hey, look at it like this. It's a great exercise program. Boy, howdy, but I'm 65. Right, no. <laughs> hey, but that, you know, it's like I keep wanting to get my aunt and uncle to move out of their two-story house, but they're in great shape. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Elizabeth, yeah, try to get in touch with a a a, law, a person like that. A, a, that that, but you don't want the person, like I said, that rides by. You, you, this is someone you want to look for. You know, this is someone yeah. that you want to pursue and find someone that has is a professional. Didn't start yesterday yeah. and might have some references behind them. Well, I'm going to call Felder next and say, who would you recommend? <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Felder would tell you to paint it green someone. and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Prints on there. Make it look cute. Right, right. Paint a flower on it. <laughs> Thank right. you all so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Elizabeth. All right, uh, let's keep going. Number uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Okay, um, this is a, a neat question. We've had this question before, but it's, it's always interesting to me when it comes back up. Would you guys please comment on the reliability and cost-effectiveness, competitiveness, 
of the drop-in type bathroom refit they've been advertising on TV. What they're talking about here is 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 the kind of refits like bath fitter, like you you've uh, this is where they take your bathroom that you currently have that may have uh, 1968 tile on it, and they come in with your blue tub and they set this thing inside of it on top of it, fill it in, and they make it look brand spanking new. Now, we'll say this. It does have a very particular look when they do this. It looks kind of like a uh, maybe a hotel or, or something like that, but, but it's very pretty when they when they do it. But they're asking, what's the reliability, the cost-effectiveness, and the competitiveness? Now, I know when Jeff Sammons is here, he makes bathrooms for a living, and he does not like these. He products. doesn't like them. He wants you to tear it out and start all over. Right, right. So, But the home inspectors here who've seen those things now, at least for a few years. So, so what do you think? You've seen these as far as reliability. We have recommended this before. Uh, for those who did not want to do a full tear out and wanted a, another option, we we've talked to people here that we know had some great experience with it. But uh, I want to hear what do, what do you think of the of those sorts of options? I don't want to use the name bath fitter because it, there's a lot of different. There's a ones, lot of different that's, folks that that, that, that one is the Kleenex of the of the one. Well, so. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the show and I'm going to say something I said then. What? I don't care what kind of product you get. If it's not put in right. Okay. <laughs> so so let's say let's say you've got a good installer with this uh option is it is Yeah, it? I mean and and listen folks, the best uh, invention we've had is the internet. Right. <laughs> and so you go on there and you get recommendations and you see what other people have said about the particular installer that you're dealing with. Right. Because folks are very vocal. <laughs> well, and I will and say this. Tell you. The product is probably long tested by this point. So it would be the install if something was goofed up. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with them. If that's in your budget, I right. mean, everybody's got... A particular budget. Now, me, for instance, people will always ask me what I'll do. And I'm every day, I'm always going to say, don't get rid of the tile from the 60s. It's coming back in style. Right, right. As <laughs> you've mean, been saying just, for 40 years it's now. It's just yeah. cool. Right. And what I did in uh, in my bathroom is that I went and bought an old tub and had a refinisher come in and redo it. And it's awesome. See, but you're just awesome. That's different. Well, I just like old stuff. Yeah, sure. All right. So, well, I'm glad I'm here then. <laughs> so I like you in general. 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, the missing Jeff Sammons. Also, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. Thank you.